Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray, and we get to hear from Robin Smith again. Those of you who heard the podcast last week got an introduction to her, and if you haven't heard it yet, I encourage you to go back to it. Uh, uh, Robin's a, a delightful woman who's written a couple of great books, and she has a wonderful way of expressing herself in her writing. She goes very deep into things, so if you're looking for an easy-to-read book with a lot of pictures, her books wouldn't be that, but if you're looking for something that goes really deep into the finished work of Jesus and what the first church believed, then she's your woman. This is a place to go. So, Robin, welcome back. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so glad to. Your second book, uh, we talked about it is finished a little more last week, but your second book is called Awakened. And uh, especially towards the end of your book, It Is Finished, you, you talk about becoming aware of what already is. And I would assume those two concepts are similar. Tell us what awakened means to you and how that came about for you. For me, awareness, awakened, they're kind of synonymous for me. But I think awakened is just when we learn these truths and we just are suddenly aware that, see, I can't stop using that word. We're suddenly, we become conscious. We, we just know that, oh man, this is true. This has always been true. If Jacob, when he awakened, right, he awakened mm -hmm. and realized that, oh, God is in this place. You know, God is always here. He's always with us. We're not looking for a God out there. We're not inviting God into our space. He's always here, you know. So for me, that's awakened. We have a knowing, K-N-O-W-I-N-G, of a mystery that's always been true, but now we're becoming aware of what it's always been. And that can only happen through the Holy Spirit revealing that to us. And there's nothing we have to do, nothing we can do, I think, except be willing to hear and be willing to uh, maybe set aside. And this is a hard thing for the mind to do, set aside the things that we've been taught before. And once we're willing to do that, then the Holy Spirit uh, seems to be able to get through to us. And sometimes it's just like a river flowing with more and more all the time. You said uh, that better than I did. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, tell us about hearing from God. How did that start with you and uh, just tell us whatever you'd like to about hearing from God yourself. Well, like I told you last week, I really didn't grow up in a very religious atmosphere. And so when I started going to church at 25, we were just taught that you can hear from God. So that was just always a given in our life. And I like the Mirror Bible. The Mirror Bible says in Hebrews 5, 9, that He has forever perfected our hearing to hear what He hears, to hear what the Son hears. So every time I'm talking to somebody about hearing, I just tell them, He has perfected your hearing. You are well able to hear from God yourself, you know, and it's just, it can be different for everybody. I hear differently than my husband does, and I hear differently than my daughters do. I think God's really good about 
speaking to us individually in the way that we hear best. Yes, very much. With me, it's rarely an audible voice. I have heard from the Lord a couple of times, but it's just in my mind, just a constant conversation with him. And actually, I grew up in a church, but it was a very, it was a good church, good people, but it was very legalistic. And sometime later, as an adult, I ran into a guy who had a real relationship with the Lord. And I told him one time, I said, I, I want what you have. And he said, well, do you have a Bible? And I said, no, I don't. He said, did you know they have them in today's language? And I didn't. All I knew was King James from when I was a kid. Uh, he told me what to get, and he said, just start reading in the book of John, get in a quiet place, and just say, God, if you're there, speak to me. I was so down at that point and so wanted what he had that I did that, and he just started speaking to me, and he's never stopped. But, you know, he he speaks, of course, through art and music and literature and through other people in all sorts of ways. So has anybody ever asked you, Robin, well, how do you know it's God that you're hearing from and not yourself or some other evil voice or whatever? Yes. And sometimes I don't think we do know. I mean, sometimes you question, well, maybe that was just me. But, you know, you get used to hearing his voice and he always sounds the same. He doesn't change with the wind. I mean, it's always love. So if there's pressure involved, it's never him speaking. You know, he's just, he's so good. And he's always encouraging and even in correction. He doesn't correct me too often, you know, as in, I hear people say they get rebuked by the Lord a lot. You know, he's just always such a good dad. He just, he speaks to me so kind and so loving and he just knows how you need to hear, you know. So if you have, like with the shack, you know, he you know, Paul Young presented God a different way, the Father a different way than most of us have ever seen, but it was how Mac needed to hear from him, you know, and so when I was first learning to hear from him, I had a hard time with him being silent because my own dad would give me the silent treatment if he was angry with me, so I took that Uh. as God being angry with me, and so he was really Mm. kind about that, and so I think he knows our hearts. And he knows those hurts that we've carried. And so he speaks so individually. And I think the more you get used to hearing him, you just trust it. You trust that voice. Yeah, well said. And I come to understand, I, I base a lot of my things these days on First John 1, 5, that God is pure light and in him there is not even a trace of darkness. And so I know when I'm hearing from him, it's going to be pure love. It's going to be just like Jesus was. It's going to be pure inclusion. It's going to be overflowing, never-ending, amazing grace. And there's not going to be anything dark, not even a trace of darkness. So if I hear something like I used to in my past, like, well, those people are really bad. They're going to, one day they're going to get it. I know right away. <laughs> that's that's not from Papa. No, that's not from Papa. That's just the whole experience of, of just being with, I call him Papa and, and uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, just being with them, hanging out with them, uh, hearing from them, the neat little things that they show us is, uh, well, Wonderful doesn't do it justice. It's so much better than even wonderful. Do you think maybe people struggle with hearing because they don't recognize the Father Jesus presented us with? So 
if you don't really know his nature, if you think he's a judge and angry, then it's going to be hard to hear from him. Yeah, I think so very much. Baxter Kruger and Paul Young and others talk about that a lot. But if if your idea of God is what I call Adam's dark, angry, religious, small g God, if that's your idea of God— I don't want to hear from him. I don't want to hear from that God. I, you know, Jesus is great, but Jesus has got to be all the time reminding that God of what Jesus did and reminding him not to get me. And, you know, if Jesus takes a coffee break or something, who knows what that God might do to me? We're in trouble. <laughs> we're, we're in trouble. Yeah. We're laughing about this, Robin, but that's sort of the mindset that, well, I think that many people have. They don't want to hear from God because they're afraid they're going to hear you're really bad. I'm so bummed with you. I can't stand. I can't stand to be around you. And you've done it again, or that kind of stuff. And when we have an idea that that's what God is like, we either being very general here, but but we either try to do everything we possibly can to appease that God, or just don't think about Him. We don't want to have anything to do with Him. I remember one time before I started on this journey, and, I, and I'd been a pastor for about 20 years, and I was in a coffee shop downtown, and a lady that I knew, we were about the same age. We, we were probably in our 40s at the time, and I'd known her from my past music career, and I ran into her at a coffee shop, and she said, well, I understand you're a pastor now. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, you know, do you believe in hell and God that sends people there? And I said, well, yeah. And she said, I don't. The God I know would never do that. And I went, oh, well. And boy, and I went home, and and I I think I told my wife, or at least I told somebody, I said, she's going to get a rude awakening. (laughs) Well, it was me that got the rude awakening. (laughs) She she was right. And I've heard Paul Young and others say, uh, I'm an atheist to that God. I don't believe in that God either. But when we've spent, uh, we, I say, when people have spent years of believing that and building that a case for that in their mind, it can be very hard to hear the opposite. So what's next, Robin? You've just, you finished your second book. You're thinking about a third one. You're getting involved. In, are you really? Yes. I'm hoping to wait till after Christmas to start writing it. But yes, it's, it's actually going to be on obedience. So there's no Hebrew word for obey is the title. And so it's going to be on abiding and just letting go of that mindset of obeying and being in the perfect will of God. And, you know, those things we've grown up with that we need to make sure we're doing everything he requires. That's wonderful. Just yesterday, I had lunch with a friend who grew up in a very legalistic situation, but he's coming out of it. And he was talking about how his dad just hammered on him. You've got to obey God. And, And I said to him, gosh, it was just about 24 hours ago right now. I said to him, well, do you know what the Hebrew word in the Old Testament is for obey? And he said, no. And I said, there isn't any. <laughs> there isn't any. What What a surprise. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. To hear, to abide. Uh, you told me that you were asked to write an article, and before long you had 21,000 words. Does writing just flow from you? Is it easy for you to do? Most of the time, yes. I've had a blog for the last five years that I've been writing on, which was really good practice. It helped me to learn to write longer things. But most of the time, it's just a flow. Once in a while, I've just got nothing. I mean, (laughs) there's just nothing that seems to want to come out. And so when that happens, I just put it away and just walk away. And and usually it'll start flowing again. I'm guessing that you hadn't studied Greek or Hebrew before you started 
this journey and you started at uh, Global Grace, right? I've had uh, two Hebrew classes. At Global Grace? No. Uh-uh. Oh, before no. that? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Well, so mm-hmm. then, okay. So I, I see now where you, <laughs> you've got a little background in this. very minor classes. Yeah, they're yeah. just, uh, I took basic courses on that. I've always loved the languages, you know, the biblical mm-hmm. languages. So uh, You have great insight to them. And obviously you use that insight, especially in It Is Finished, which, which I've read. So I'm assuming that you have online tools or maybe hard copy tools that you use to help you find the original meanings of things. What are some of those and how can you help people do the same thing if they're interested? I use biblehub.com quite a bit. I like that one. And I also use scripture for all. That's a really good resource. Uh, Craig Snyder mentions that one on Global Grace as well when he teaches hermeneutics. Scripture for all. Uh, The number four, not the word for. So scriptureforall.org, I believe it is. Those are usually the two main resources I use. The Hebrew alphabet, I understand. I'm pretty proficient in. The Greek is harder, so I do rely on Scripture for All and Bible Hub. And that's mostly, that's all I really use. Holy Spirit's really good at <laughs> at helping in those areas. He'll just highlight something. And it's never the same thing twice. I mean, he might highlight in a verse the time frame, you know, that whether it's past tense or future tense. Or he might highlight a name in a scripture or a letter. He's just so good at that. I mean, it's just whatever it is that he points out in my mind's like, oh, man, I need to look that up. So sometimes they're rabbit trails and they don't really go anywhere. But most of the time, he just takes me on this little course. And That's great. So if I'm hearing you correctly, then he gave you that gift, that fascination with that enjoyment of languages to begin with. That's not something that you, nobody forced it off on you. It was just something that you enjoy. And It's something I've always enjoyed. I've been teaching Bible studies for the past like 10 years, and I got really involved in just the Hebrew part of it and mm. understanding the Old Testament. And Global Grace has just really helped me to see that now from a different perspective, which is great. Yeah. You mentioned the Mirror Bible different times and Francois de Toit. And when I started in the ministry, uh, I did that for 20 years before I started on this journey. I don't know if anybody ever said this, but they certainly implied that Strong's Concordance was like infallible and inerrant and was just, you know, was like part of the Bible. And when I started reading the Mirror, which I just have totally enjoyed and appreciate and like. And and Francois would say, don't believe everything you read in Strong's. I went, dang, we, we've, we've been lied to again. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes. He's a wonderful guy. I got to spend a few days with him in Lydia, Kansas City a few years ago. They are the real deal. Just like now, I'm jealous. That's uh, nice. Well, like like everybody, almost everybody else. I, well, I can't think of anybody who doesn't fit this description. Everybody that I've met and got to know personally in this, I'll call it grace movement, uh, Trinitarian inclusion, whatever you want to call it, they're just the real deal. They're so nice and so genuine, and uh, no airs, uh, no. Um, A-I-R-S, no airs, no uh, hierarchy or, you know, we're better than you, that kind of stuff. It, it, 
it's so refreshing. You know, like with Paul Young, I mean, when you're with them, they make you feel like you're the most important person in the world. And like there's, they're, not, uh, they're not always looking around to see who else is there that they might should give their attention to. And gosh, it's just wonderful. I'm, I'm trying to, I've been trying for several months to set up a time to interview Francois, and, uh, which he wants to do. But man, he is he is so busy. I can't imagine uh, how busy he is, and uh, we just haven't been able to find the time to do that. But uh, one day we will. And so, His Bible is amazing. If your listeners don't have that, I would highly recommend it. The first time I started reading the Mirror Bible, I couldn't tell what scriptures they were. I'd have to go and look them up in a regular Bible because they didn't even sound like anything I had heard before. Yeah. Such a good tool. Yeah. And so eye-opening. Yes. And his footnotes in his commentary are so helpful, which I appreciate very much. So, well, Robin, as we get ready to close up and, and thank you again for your time and uh, for being with us, uh, as we get ready to close up, I didn't realize about your blog. So tell people where they can see that and where they can get your books and connect with you. You can purchase my books on Amazon, both in Kindle and paperback. And my blog is itisfinished.blog, but I'm in the process of transferring those over to my new website, which is robinsmith.com. So that's probably a better resource. And you can connect with me on Facebook, Stephen Robin Smith, or Instagram, Robin Smith Author. Super. Well, thank you not only for being with us with Grace to All, but for writing these books, for taking the time and sharing your heart, and for the next one that's coming out uh, after the first of the year. We'll look for that. I'm glad I got to know you, and I'll, hopefully we'll get together in person one of these days. I would love that. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Robin, and thanks to everybody who's been listening today on another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.